2: Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Dripping in sex appeal. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. This is the pecking order. Today's topic, the bad guys we love. Here are Mackey and Judd.
1: Alright, a little context here. I went and saw Ocean's 8 last night. Loved it. Dave and I were talking before the show, it's been getting some mixed reviews, it's like a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fine, not a flop or anything, but, I don't know, what were people saying about it negatively, just that it was formulaic, you said?
2: Yeah, and just kind of, yeah, we've seen this, there's really nothing to add, it wasn't groundbreaking in any way, I guess, is what I picked up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like my favorite movie ever, but it was- Sounds like it was. It was really good. And I would I would go see it again, and I would recommend Ooh, people see it. You're wow. a big Sandy Bullock guy.
2: There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. She's
1: fantastic. She is. What was that movie where she uh, was about to get married to a guy who had a, was in a coma? Sorry, you got me on that one. Nothing. Um, Speed, I know. Like the guy. Speeds it's my, like a chick flick from, from the late film. '90s.
2: I don't know. Blindside. Hmm. <laughs> no. Somebody on
0: Twitter. <laughs> it's will a come Sandy to the film, but no, that's not it. Nor
2: is Speed. <laughs> no.
0: With Keanu.
1: Was she in Speed Two or just Speed? Uh, I think she was in Speed Two. Can, Can you imagine? Oh wow, being Keano. in that scenario twice in your life—it's <laughs> Kea- like like the Die Hard movies. I want to say Keano oh, at the airport again.
0: Keanu wasn't—I think the guy's name was a Jason Patrick replaced him, but I think she was in both of them.
1: While you were sleeping is the name of the movie. All I'm right. thinking of. Okay, uh, you guys never saw while you were sleeping.
0: Missed that one. If I did, I've forgotten about it. Okay. Max, makes why, don't, perfect sense. why don't
1: you uh, Google a trailer of "While You Were Sleeping" for Dave to watch during the next segment? I'm sure oh. Max has seen it a few times. Yeah, Max will take care of that. Um, yeah. All right, so Ocean's <laughs> Eight—you've got it's the it's the daughter of, or I guess the sister of Danny Ocean. It's women who are criminals that you're rooting for for two hours, and that's the impetus for this packing order. Whether it's pop culture or sports, whatever it is, uh, bad guys that you root for mm-hmm. or that you find yourself rooting for. Mm-hmm. Number 10 for me is a little unorthodox because they weren't villainous in this country, but they were villainous around the world. So it's kind of a technicality, the 1992 Dream Team, where almost everyone else hated them in terms of like their dominance. But obviously in this country, we rooted for them. So that sure. might, be a, might be a bit of a capo because they weren't villains to us. Oh, right. They were heroes to us, and it was the best players in the world. Uh, number 9, the Ocean's Eleven crew. Same reason... Uh, for Ocean's 8, just like you're rooting for two hours for criminals to rob a casino, <laughs> to, <laughs> to rob the, the Bellagio, itself. yeah. Uh, number eight, a cartoon character. Wile E. Coyote makes my list of bad guys that we love to root for. All like, right. I think it was more out of pity mm-hmm. that this guy just kept getting blown up and kept having boulders and rocks fall on his head. Just great right? win, yeah. Yeah, so Wile E. Coyote makes my list.
2: Why is he necessarily a bad guy? Because he's trying to kill the roadrunner. Ah, get off my turf. <laughs> oh, well, roadrunner was trespassing. I feel like Wiley Keddy was clearly the and bad he did guy. And win, so... He was the bad guy, and he was just kind of a buffoon. Ah, he's yeah. just doing what coyotes do. Roadrunner gets in my neighborhood, we go get him. Is that what coyotes do? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know
0: that.
1: Okay. Has anyone ever done an investigation into the faulty product that Acme provides? I feel like those Acme dynamite <laughs> sticks were... Maybe try a different brand you think you next time. I don't know. I just Final yeah. Lawsuit? Yeah, I just Get feel like maybe go try some other brand. Maybe TNT for dynamite <laughs> instead. Switch it up, maybe. Uh, number seven, Brock Lesnar has o- been okay. a villain in almost okay,
0: that one. A, okay,
1: he's been a villain <laughs> in almost everything he's ever done, including amateur wrestling. People hated him. He's on the record saying how much he hates people. In like fact, he hates people so much he moved like four hours up into Canada genuine, on some yeah. remote property that you have to take a snowmobile into. And and he's also on the record saying that when he, he gets he's a mercenary professionally, he gets paid, I don't know, like a half million dollars per appearance in the WWE. And he shows up behind the scenes and he won't talk to his fellow wrestlers unless you and I are in a match tonight. What's the need to know? But he just he's he dresses by himself. He's like Barry Bonds, except I find myself rooting for him. I was rooting against Barry Bonds. I root for Brock Lesnar to destroy people and to have success. Just because it's and fun to, go back to watch to the UFC. Life. I think because he's like Minnesotan. Why? Okay. I think if he was from anywhere else, I would hate him. But he's a spectacle, so I think I'd still watch his fights. Um, like Mike Tyson. I didn't really root for Mike Tyson, but it was a spectacle and you watched him. So uh, Brock Lesnar, number seven. Now we get into some of the fictional characters here. Like Bobby Axelrod is number six on my list, the lead character in Billions on Showtime. So he's a hedge fund billionaire who is blatantly felonous. He's engaging in insider trading and all these illegal activities. But you're rooting for him to keep his company thriving and what have you. So right. uh, Bobby Axelrod, and he's a kind of a bad father, and he's a bad husband. The whole package, and all these basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's number six on my list. All right, number five, Frank Underwood, President Frank Underwood in House of Cards. <laughs> okay. The fictional character. I'm not rooting for Kevin Spacey in life. <laughs> right, right, I was say, I'm rooting for yeah. Frank Underwood in the, movie, that very clear. in the in the show. I mean, yeah. Spacey's not a bad guy, Kevin right? Kevin Spacey in Kevin, life. Yes. Villains you love to root for. <laughs> no, but Frank Underwood, he's, spoiler alert, he steals, he cheats, he murders, he connives his way. Up the ladder politically, eventually becomes president of the United States. He's good, and the whole time you're that could rooting never happen, for by him.
0: Way. That could never happen. Well, you can't resist, can you? No, I you? couldn't. A guy, I mean, a guy that does that never happened.
2: I feel like you're rooting for him just because you want the show narrative to continue. Yeah, that's fair. It's not like you're rooting for the characters. It's, it's we can't have Frank go broke and be destitute. We need him in power so this thing can keep going. That's fair enough. And yeah, and Kevin Spacey gets booted off the show anyway. Yeah. So.
1: So they're going to do the next Aww. season just without Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah. All right. How's Soon that going to be? Well, his wife, taken, his okay. wife took right. over power. All, All right. right. Uh, number four, Greg Popovich. I love Greg Popovich, but nothing about Greg Popovich other than like once in a while he'll show empathy wow. or he'll speak on behalf of Americans. He's he's horrible to deal with for from a media perspective. Um, He doesn't exactly give fans outside of San Antonio any real reason to latch on to him. He's gruff, he's cranky, and his teams are the most boring teams in the last 20 years in the NBA, and they win all the time. I like him, too. And I love him. Yeah. Like, if you were to describe Greg Popovich in any other context and say, how would you feel about this guy? He's surly. He's... He's... Grizzled. I think he's so damn smart. His product is just a soulless machine, and uh, you're going to love him. Okay. Greg Popovich. Number three, the LeBron James Heat for four years. I found myself almost because people were just trying to tear down LeBron James for reasons that were just kind of unwarranted. Okay. He left Cleveland. Big deal. Like all of you would have left Cleveland. You might just not have gone on national TV with Jim Gray. Uh, But I found myself really rooting for the LeBron James Heat teams. Number two on my list, the New World Order of Wrestling, when Hulk Hogan turned bad guy and brought in Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, like the three, they would spray paint opponents, like actual spray paint, they would spray paint opponents oh, in the ring, wow. and they would fictionally take bats to people's heads, and and they just ran a rough shot over wrestling for like four years, and you loved it. Everyone loved it. Okay. They sold merchandise. Massive. Dave, you too? Yes. Oh, it
2: was absolutely massive. When Hulk Hogan became Hollywood Hulk Hogan. It was huge. Okay.
1: The worst part about it was the storyline of them just running roughshod was just so tasty. They never stopped to like let the good guys, quote unquote, get over on the bad guys. They just ran roughshod for four years. And they were out of opponents and storylines. And then the WCW folded. <laughs> so, um, never, And then number one this guy was addicted to cocaine this guy was a cold-blooded murderer a liar a cheat and we rooted for him for two and a half hours cinematically tony montana from scarface okay the number one villain that i personally found myself rooting for i'm like wait a second this guy has no redeeming qualities he's a hothead he does coke he kills people Uh, Great character It's all headed down Some horrible path And I'm rooting for him Mm -hmm. Actively rooting for him Mm -hmm. So there it is Tony Montana NWO LeBron James Heat teams Greg Popovich Frank Underwood In House of Cards Bobby Axelrod Brock Lesnar Wiley Coyote The Ocean's Eleven crew And the 1992 Dream Team Bad guys you love to root for In sports or pop culture
0: right. Do we match on any of those? Uh, I don't think we match on a single one, if I am correct here. Awesome. Do you have 10 hockey players or teams? I do not. Hockey is is well represented on my list, but uh, I have actors, I have athletes, and I have teams. Okay. So I'm all over the map. All right. Judd's packing order when we come back.
2: Mackie and Judd will return shortly.
0: Man, isn't this the greatest? On
2: 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. Ready to be back in business or what? On fifteen hundred ESPN. <laughs> this is the pecking order. Today's topic: the bad guys we love. Here are Mackie and Judd.
1: I give you an honorable mention too? I don't think this guy's on your list. All if right. he is, I apologize for spo- for spoiling number eight on your list here. But yep, uh, the movie Blow, which was. Sort of a, based on a true story, uh, George Young, the legendary drug cartel, whatever mm-hmm. guy, uh, Johnny Depp played his character. I that movie did a good job of making you root for a terrible person, George Young. So I don't know a lot it of people have seen the movie. You've never seen the movie Blow, I take it.
0: Uh I might have seen part, okay. but no. Not on my list, so absolutely fine. We All do right. not match on any of the 10, as far as I can tell.
1: Okay. Uh, and then the other, the other 10 for me, before we get to yours, the 1992 Dream Team, which was villainous for the rest of the world, uh, Ocean's Eleven Crew, Wiley Coyote, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Axelrod from Billions, Frank Underwood from House of Cards, Greg Popovich, LeBron James Heat Teams, the NWO of Wrestling, and Tony Montana... Say hello to my little friend from character. Scarface. That bad guys you root for in sports or pop culture.
0: All right. Number 10 on my list. I'm actually going to go basketball. The bad boy Pistons. Back-to-back titles. These guys were complete jerks. And, and you, you rooted for them. And you know what? I enjoyed them. Okay. I enjoyed them. Lambeer, he he was basically a, a basketball player who who should have been playing hockey. Yes, I enjoyed the Bad Boy Pistons immensely. Now that led to an era that of course went to Jordan and then went to some really bad basketball when Jordan retired for a while, but the Bad Boy Pistons were were so were such bad guys that that they were fun in my opinion. Number 9 on my list, ex-Islander goaltender Batlin Billy Smith. Billy Smith started fights hmm. when guys would come around the net with the puck. Billy Smith would take his coho hockey stick, his goalie stick, and swing it and kneecap him. Jeez, it was outstanding. Four Stanley Cups. Gretzky would come out and try and you know f- finagle his way out from behind th- the net, and Billy Smith would chop him down. I love this guy. He's, he is number nine on my list. Did he
1: have any discernible skills? Or was he was he an outstanding just
0: sort of a... goaltender. Okay, big game go- goaltender too. He, w- Playoffs, he, wasn't he, was, just he was like a goon goalie. No, 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 no. he was <laughs> a magnificent playoff goalie, but he. The fact that, that he would chop guys down with that goalie stick, I always absolutely loved. Number eight on my list when they're good and they are they are the bad guys then, but it's so much fun, the Yankees. Really? I, I like the Yankees when they are the bad guys. I like them. The okay. Yankees being good is fun. People hate them. People hate them. So you actively to rooted watch. for the Yankees in the late 90s? I didn't mind them a bit, and it's fun. It's Hmm. fun. It's fun to see them beat up on teams and take people's dreams and smash them. And I think I enjoy it. I would say I'm not. I
1: won't speak for your taste, but I think there's a difference between understanding that they're good for the sport and appreciating the fact that there are villains in the sport. And then there's the next level of like actually rooting for. I enjoy it. Okay,
0: I actually enjoy that. Wow, that is eight. Number feels fraudulent to me. Why? It feels a little front running. Oh, I enjoy it. There's there there are certain teams. Were you really standing in up in like sports. the 2009 no, playoffs, I'm not, I'm not cheering up, but when but Phil Cuzzy called that ball foul? I'm not saying that I I actively root for them consistently against the Twins, but what I am saying is when the Yankees are good, I think it's fun and I enjoy it and I root I root for them to be be good because if they're bad, it's not nearly as much fun. But okay. do you root for them to win when they are good? Sure, I think that's yeah. kind of the spirit I have no problem of the. With it. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with it. Yes, I I do. I actively do. John, I think bother me.
2: needs to understand the concept, Phil. You well know of bad heat or he, good heat. Yes. Yeah. Of good heat, you wanting to wanting to root against the villain, I, wanting I, there to be a villain so you can scream obscenities at him. Not, I enjoy, not, it.
1: which is different than I really want this villain to win. Yes, which is how I think I when the, the Yankees
0: list. are good, I I root for them because it makes fans. In in other cities, so upset. You just want misery I like for it. fans. Okay, I, I like it. Continue. That's number eight on my list. Oh my number God. seven, I go to uh, I go to the cinema. One of my favorite bad guys of all time, Gary Busey as Joshua in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wanted what? him to win. Wow. Wanted, Gary Busey made a list. I wanted I wanted Joshua to, to win when you he fought Mel against- Gibson on the on the lawn. Absolutely. I love. Busey was great. How could this you not root like for him? This feels like such
1: a revisionist list to me, but okay.
0: How could you not root for him? Because he's Gary Busey? That's what I
1: like about him. And by the way, that fight was ridiculous. You had sprinklers know, going us, off in that's the rain. What I liked about it. And you had 17 police you vehicles. Want a shot at the title? All
0: with, with weapons. You want a shot at the title?
1: You bet I do. You think a group of like 25 police officers, all armed and They're dangerous, just watching it. would let that happen? It's so I ridiculous. I don't need
0: reality. I love Busey. And don't say you
2: can't cheer for Busey, Phil, because you cheered for Chet Stedman. That's Don't true. say you That's didn't. True. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so thank you. Ah, arm, so arm, my list, my list out is out my list.
1: Want to shout the title? You bet I do. The Rocket, right? Chet Stedman, The Rocket. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Number 6 on my list and and I root for him because of excellence and and the fact that he's been playing forever and he might cheat at times. Tom Brady. Okay. Tom, I Tom Brady is I appreciate any athlete who can come into your stadium and shove it down your throat, and he does that consistently. Tom Brady's number six on my list. It's kind of fun that he cheats a little bit. Like, he doesn't have to. It makes him a bad guy. But I want that
1: football underinflated just a little bit. That's
0: right. Even more so. So, number five, and and this is done in retrospect, because I didn't see these teams win, but when I read about them, I loved them. The Broad Street Bullies, the Flyers that won back-to-back Stanley Cups list. in '74 and '75, uh, they played in, in an era where you could beat up teams and it didn't it didn't matter. And people hated them; people couldn't stand them. The Broad Street Bullies are number five on my list.
1: So, with the Broad Street Bullies, they would pretty much just create melee's on a nightly basis, yep, right? Guys like they Dave were just yes. Yeah, bench clearing brawls, all of that good stuff. In fact, if you look at some, at one time I did this. I'll do this maybe when you're done with your list. If you look at the penalty minutes racked up by some of those teams,
0: oh, it's, now, yes. like
1: if a guy gets a hundred penalty minutes in a season, that's kind of a lot. Now, those guys get
0: like four hundred minutes, ridiculous. Look up Dave Schultz, uh, number four on, on my list. Charles Barkley, great bad guy, great bad guy because he's yep. funny. He he's funny. He's a character. But this is a man who tossed a patron in a Milwaukee bar through a window. He's a bad guy. <laughs> Charles Barkley is number four on my list. Number three, one, one of the first, if I'm correct on, on this, to, uh, to hit home runs and bat flip and not give a damn, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was a great bad guy. Reggie would come into your stadium... Hit home runs, bat flip, and jog. Isn't it fair to say that Reggie Jackson was one of the first real
1: bold promos? Like in terms of guys Absolutely. who would grab a microphone or be in front of cameras
2: and Absolutely. would will tell you what they think, right? Absolutely, yes. And he tried to shoot the queen in naked gun.
0: I That's
2: I a good that. point too, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I
0: forgot all about that. Thank God for
2: Lieutenant, uh. Lieutenant Frank Drevin. <laughs> yeah. Woo.
0: Reggie Jackson is third on my list. And number two on my list is done specifically just because you people out there hated this guy so much. And he was a bad guy, but I didn't get your your hate for him. A.J. Pruszynski. A.J. Pruszynski was a bad guy. You know, I never saw him as a... That's
1: the thing that... It's a great one to put on your list, but to me it's like... He's not a bad guy for Minnesota fans. Like, okay, one he time he tried, to, he tried to spike than yeah, one Yeah, he time. was
0: obnoxious. Yeah, but he had a huge home run in a playoff series. I know, so, I
1: know. I don't know. He was, was always overblown to me.
0: He was a bad guy, but the fact that fans here would boo him nonstop was weird to me. AJ Pruszynski, two. Number one on my list is going to surprise absolutely no one. Ogie Oglethorpe. Of the Syracuse Bulldogs from Slapshot. The greatest bad guy hockey player of all time. He had one scene, I think. That was enough. Ogie Oglethorpe, number one on my list. With the big afro and came out there and had been arrested. And what with the trying season and all of this and that, he is number one on my list. All right, uh, roll through your list, Oglethorpe is one. Prasinski is two. Reggie Jackson is three. Charles Barkley is four. Flyers, Broad Street Bullies are five. Tom Brady is six. Gary Busey, Lethal Weapon, is seven. Yankees are eight. Uh, Ex-Islander goaltender, Batlin, Billy Smith, is nine. And number 10 on my list, eighty-nine, ninety NBA champions, the Bad Boy Pistons, With uh, Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas and others. Uh,
1: uh, uh, Three omissions here from people just sending him into the show. One of them, Walter White. People are saying Walter White. I never got into Breaking Bad. I didn't
0: watch it enough. He'd be on
1: my list. But he would probably be, if you were into Breaking Bad, he'd probably be on that list. Here's one actually that just comes to mind. Don Draper from Mad Men was a terrible human being, Mm -hmm. but was the lead character of Mad Men. And so you sort of rooted for him to... Yeah, like you almost rooted for him to do bad things. It was uh, very twisted writing. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin before he turned into a good guy. Like he was so bad and such a great insulter of his opponents that fans started to cheer him. And so they had to convert him to just an official good guy. And then a couple people are saying Heath Ledger playing the Joker in basically his last ever movie. Never saw it. Yep. And and I did, and it was incredible. I don't know if I found myself rooting for him. I think I, you appreciated how great he was, just like Jack Nicholson playing the Joker in the Michael Keaton Batman from 30 years ago. You're still cheering for Batman. Yeah, but yeah, you're not. That's the thing. That's why I take issue with your Yankees stance.
0: You're not cheering well, you for the Yankees. You can appreciate how great they are without cheer actively for cheering for them. I can cross that line with no problem but at you, all. I don't think
1: you ever have. I think you're lying. I feel like you're lying. I'm right not now. lying at all. Look,
0: I like it when they're good, and I cheer for, for them to break people's hearts because it's fun to watch. <laughs> okay, that's a
2: shocking omission from Judd's list. What's I thought that? for sure up near the top would be Henry Hill,
0: Ray Liotta, good uh, uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, I could have put that that one on. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be near the top of my list, but definitely could have been I in mean, my him top ten. Pesci yeah, with Pesci and uh, yeah, De Niro. that's true. I
2: thought all three of them would be you know, one occupying one what spot. What if I on didn't, the didn't see them as bad guys? Well, they weren't exactly good guys. They didn't kill people.
0: Hill. And Henry deal Hill, come on, man. Tough upbringing, tough life there. I don't fault him.
1: There's actually a show on Fox that, called Empire with the lead character is Lucius Lyon and he kills people all the time to keep his record Empire alive. And no one knows about it because he's able to hide it and stuff. But like, I watch that show. What and has got on the list. Yeah. Hey, we've all had to listen. We've all had to go down dark places before. Go Yankees. Look that's all Jud- I'd say. What? Has anyone ever heard from Judd's former co host? Yeah, that's what I thought. I'd talk about that. Uh, Dave, what kind of stuff do you have for? Oh, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Someone just tweets in. That's a I great didn't one. I root for him though. He, uh, I didn't root for him. I think if he He's had a been a bad guy, but if you had if if there had been more movies in Shooter McGavin, you could watch him play more golf. I think you'd find yourself rooting for Shooter McGavin. Well, then
0: they should have made a sequel or something. Huh?
1: What about the other great character in that movie that Ben Stiller played, the head of the nursing home? <laughs> <laughs> with grandma, one of the great underrated characters. Yeah, <laughs> with grandma. Oh, oh. But, but my fingers hurt. Oh, that's now nice. your back's going to hurt. You so just, <laughs> just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs> Why you make me do that?
2: Why? Hey, Mr. Gilmore. Yeah. That's a tremendous looking trophy. And, Like Grandma looks out
1: the window and Ben Stiller gives the throat yeah. slash.
2: <laughs> you can trouble me for a
0: warm glass of shut the hell up. Okay, yeah. that would have been a good one. I should have I picked him. That's a great one.
1: Uh, so, uh, Josh is saying Dexter, the lead character from Dexter, Tony Soprano. There's a lot of them on here. Keep sending them in at Phil Mackey at 15 Harney SPN Judd. All right, what's next in stuff here?
2: We've got Brett Favre returning to stuff. We've got Dennis Rodman playing Peacemaker or something. And some uh, Twins news just came across the old uh, email press release. (laughs) Very exciting. We're getting the bullpen band back together, boys. (laughs) Wow. The Mackey and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Hang on a second. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. It's one of the funniest things that ever happened in sports. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And Stuff You Should Know About is sponsored by KFC. Get the new crispy kernel sandwich from KFC. The new KFC crispy uh, crispy kernel five dollar fill up with wedges, cookie, and a drink. This offer is not everywhere and not forever. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Stop. 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 What Twin Cities sports fans are chanting for right now. Mecke and Judd continue with stuff you should know about.
3: What you know about.
2: Woo! Dave Erican, you said you've got some what twins news for us. Let's start with that because this will shake up the baseball world, boys. The twins baseball club LLC announcing just a short while ago they have designated his utility infielder, Gregorio Petit, for release or assignment in order to make room for right-handed pitcher, Matt. Belial. They have signed him to a major league contract. Mm. He's back, baby. He's back. Corner locker. Right. Give it back Let's to him. Let's go here. Move hey, somebody what did we out? have? Nine saves last year? Come on.
1: So he was awesome in the second half last he year. He was. And he's been a really good reliever for the majority of his career. I think the question people have here is, why is Alan Buzenitz not in the major league? So Alan Buzenitz, who posted an ERA below two last year for the Twins in 28 games in the second half of the season. So Buznitz has pitched only four games for the Twins, but in his 14 games for Rochester this year, a .38 ERA and 28 strikeouts to just 20 combined hits and walks in 24 innings. So I think people are wondering, rightfully so, what more does Alan Buznitz, who's 27 years old, Belial's 38 years old, what more does he have to do to get a job back in the Twins' bullpen?
0: Belial, clubhouse guy. That's how, how I see it. Chemistry guy. He's gonna bring chemistry, right? No! He's gonna do magic tricks, perhaps. He's got something up his sleeve. He's a good guy, a corner Mar-mar. locker guy. That's why. Okay.
2: On magic trick, just bring Kadair down from the front office. He can handle all the card
0: tricks you need. He's, he needs, he's uh,
2: never there. He's never there. Does he even have an office?
0: No. I think he's. I don't think he. Ever... I never see him. No, he's not like. In... I see Hawk all the time. Yeah. Tori. I never see Michael. See shake <laughs> your head. I think he's. I think he comes around very rarely, and they parade him around. And he's a nice guy, but I. I don't. I sense that he is not uh, fully invested in this baseball oh endeavor. That's not a, a criticism. That's harsh criticism. He's got, he's right got family. I don't know, like he's got family and friends. A, definitely a criticism. Yeah. No, no, it's no, okay. no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not blaming him. Criticism
2: doesn't even have to necessarily be negative. I see Judd. Latroy
0: all the time. Tori's there. I'm just saying, Michael, I don't see him. Okay. That's fine.
2: Do you want like the worm or the gunslinger? Ah, uh, the worm. Let's start with the bad news. Let's start with. <laughs> Why is it bad yeah, news? I don't know. What are you talking? He's about? He's playing peacemaker. Oh God! He's showing up on CNN after hanging out with <laughs> Trump and Kim Jong Un in Singapore, the big summit. Oh, God, help us the worm all. with uh, all the piercings and wearing the "Make America Great Again" hat and breaking down in tears with Chris Cuomo on CNN.
3: When I went back home, I got so many death threats. I got so many threats, when I was sitting up protecting everything and I believed in our career. And when I went home, I couldn't even go home. Mm. I couldn't even go home. Mm. I had to hide out for 30 days. I couldn't even go home, but I kept my head up high, brother. I knew things were going to change. I knew it. I, I was the only one. I never had no one to hear me. I didn't never had to see me. But I took those bullets. I took all that. I took everything. Everyone came at me, and I'm still standing. Today is a great day for everybody. Singapore, Tokyo, China, everything. It's a great day. How is
2: the follow-up question not,
0: what the hell are you talking about? I'm so confused. I watched a good part of that, and it was so bizarre.
1: Okay, honestly, what role is Dennis claiming to have played here? So he's friends with Kim Jong-un. Yes, He's visited
2: before and played yes. basketball and sang
1: happy and, birthday to and, the, he, okay. and the he's, despot.
0: And he's either friends with or sort of knows Trump. And supposedly he said yesterday in that same interview that the White House called him at some point to basically discuss this through. I don't know on what level. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know why. But honest to god i turned to it last night and i watched it and i thought to myself yeah
1: it's about right so is is dennis Rodman? do we think that dennis Rodman is playing an active role in keeping the peace between countries with nuclear weapons like is he playing a critical role in preventing world war three from happening
0: is that what's is that what the claim is here I didn't take it that way. I took it that he was that if there was going to be a liaison between these two men, that he was going to, to be it, which in itself is frightening enough to scare me, <laughs> to scare me in a way that I've never been scared before about the future of our country. A couple guys that don't have a lot in common, but at least this is
2: something. <gasps> they both love themselves some worm. <sighs> Let's talk about the gunslinger, shall we? Is Will Purdue going to go over there,
0: too? <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? Honest to God.
2: Brett Favre, a couple years ago, did the quarterback camp thing with John Gruden. We've played the sound bites many times since then. They're fantastic. I don't know if this just didn't air as part of it or just happened to resurface, but it's amazing. The hottest thing to talk about in football the last year or two has to be the RPO. The run-pass option. That's oh, the yeah. new big offensive thing we'd like to talk about. You know, play, it could be a run, it could be a pass. Same information. Who knows what we're going to do? Yeah, we can do whatever we want. It's our option. You know who invented it? <laughs> this is i write
3: 93 week. Hand him the ball. Correct. And we're tagging it with Z now. He's going to run a bullet slant. This is a running play. Yeah, this wasn't, one, this one, we never tagged this. uh, Yeah, just tell me how you started doing this, man. I started seeing in practice, I'm like, without changing the play, and this is just, it took some time to kind of, you start seeing things a little differently. I'd get up there, you know, and and it's a run play, and I got nothing to think about. Just hand it off. Not only was I kind of bored with the handoffs and all that, I was trying to be creative and, and spice it up, but I thought to myself, damn, that guy's wide open. Now, if I had, I changed it to a. Uh, uh, you know, a hitch or something, maybe it works, but maybe this guy comes up. Maybe this guy now all of a sudden, uh, you know, and now the play's not as good. So why not just do nothing? So in practice, I was like, hey, if the run's away from you, and just no matter what, just run a little one step slant. We call it a look. So I started in practice, I said, coach, Mike Sherman, I, you know, it had to work. So I wasn't going to say, Mike, I'm going to do this in the game. I said, to myself. I'm going to do it and show him that it works before I ask. Because if you ask permission, all these old old coaches, they're like, oh, we're going to do it the way it's supposed to be done.
1: <laughs> oh, how far is that? Uh, it's definitely not shocking that it would come from just Brett Favre drawing something up in the dirt in his own mind, right? That So basically what he's saying is, man, running is boring, and sometimes there's just a wide open route that I could throw a ball to. That
0: I'm not supposed to, but yeah. I'm going to.
1: And he's right, though. You can't ask for permission because what's going to happen? Mike Holman's going to be like, nope, too risky. No, 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 no. It's too confusing, too risky. Yeah, I
2: can't do that. Sorry. Are we aware of the relationship between Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma, teammates, L.A. Lakers? I hear it's turned uh, sort of odd right now. We're confused back here. It's certainly odd. I don't think they hate each other because that you'd think would have come out sometime during their rookie seasons. But... uh, Lonzo decided to get on the mic and release the track Kylie Kuzma. A little diss track toward his f- uh, fellow Laker. Here mm. we go.
3: Who are you without ZO2? Just another dude with a bunch of tattoos. You ain't got no shoe. Nike wins. Cools lose. Claiming that I can't shoot, but all these words is hitting you. Boy, you talking crazy. Why you trying to play me? You ain't on my level. You I would never stop a workout just to post a pic. Oh! You let them dash you up, thinking that you can't be touched. Coming from the outskirts of Flint, boy, you ain't tough. Big ball of brand, getting brand low. is getting crumbs. We thumbing through that money. Look at y'all, y'all playing with your thumbs. Don't know who your daddy is, While your ass is getting sun. We both mm-hmm. taking shots. The only difference you ain't hitting. I think
0: that's enough. Oh, wait, wait,
2: wait.
1: He's a personal what was that last line? So that's Lonzo Ball rapping about Kyle Kuzma. Correct. And that last line was we both taken shots the difference is you ain't hitting none. Yes. From a guy who shot 35%, historically bad. Perhaps uh, you know, he check, means, check your lyrics, buddy. Here.
2: Check your lyrics. Perhaps he means verbal shots. Uh the one line that's getting the most attention is mocking kyle kuzma saying you don't know your daddy because kyle kuzma in real life never met his biological father <laughs>
0: yeah, this is, yeah why, this, is, this is personal this is real why is,
2: why is this happening i don't know what? i mean kyle kuzma could just say yeah and
0: look at your dad and yeah. were they friends previously at some point do, do we know well, te- they've been teammates. They've been teammates. Right here. Right, and but, I mean, been, do they not like each other? I, I get, for, you know, there's uh, been
2: shots taken back and forth on Twitter, but it's yeah. at least presumed to be all in fun. Ah. These guys just mock and roasting each other a little bit. But Pretty This aggressive. one got a little personal. Well, if Kyle Kuzma were
1: inspired to record a diss track about Lonzo Ball and his family and his father, I think that thing could go for
2: about four hours straight without <laughs> any pauses. Poor Luke Walton. It's not easy being Luke Walton, is no, it? Really Let's not. talk about your song. Lonzo. It's also not easy being the poor right fielder for the Auburn Baseball Club last night.
1: Right field. Langworthy. Deep. Gone.
2: Austin Langworthy had not homered in this park all season until yesterday. Off, off, off of Greenhill, Woo. Right field and gone. Then he got him again. And Stephen Williams thought he had it. Off of his glove and out. Poor Stephen Williams, the right fielder. The ball literally bounces off his glove, over the fence, walk-off home run for Florida, bottom of the 11th inning. Yeah, I felt bad for that kid. Too yeah. bad.
1: It is too bad. Um... I see that you're sick of the Minnesota story that's that's come out, too. Oh, no, that was, the, Dave,
0: that was Dave.
1: Oh, Dave was no, yeah, sick of That good. was
0: Dave who said that. I didn't say I that. I didn't
1: realize that was a Minnesota. I saw it all over the internet, I, like, failed to realize it, it was Totino Grace. tear-jerking
0: kid. moment that I enjoyed the first 12 times I saw it. <laughs> no, it's the over. 13th, see, you're bored of the two. Well, I'm bored of it, but I, I think the sportsmanship... It, is great. Now, I hope, though, it doesn't lead people to be like, well, this should be the expectation now. We're not only going to give you all trophies, but if you strike a guy out, go hug him. So
1: before Fernando Rodney turns around and shoots the arrow after a save, he has to run up to the plate and give Mike Trout a big hug. Come here, Mike. A little slow dance. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. And, and fire the arrow. Thank you, uh, the best part, indeed, was the coach who walked by slowly and kind of looked over like, what are you guys doing? What's happening right now? <laughs> Not what we
2: did in my yeah, day. Yeah. I would have hit him, bleeps. Woo! <laughs>
1: <gasps> uh, that's hilarious. Uh, we have Jason Stark in about 45 minutes, Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. But let's talk first about the big news that went down a couple weeks ago. My guy, Chris Lindahl, it's Chris Lindahl Real Estate now. That's the name of the company. It's the same great team. It's the same great philosophies. And it's the same great mission of being generous and giving back to the community. And uh, and it's just, it's just a way for Chris Lindahl and his team to innovate at a much higher level here with no strings attached and no parent company to have to sort of answer to, Uh, The market's moving fast, and the Chris Lindahl team is moving even faster, and so it's Minnesota's hometown independent real estate team now, Chris Lindahl Real Estate. I worked with Chris Lindahl and his team about a year and a half ago and made a lot of money on the sale of my condo. I can't recommend enough calling the number 763-401-SOLD or visiting the website chrislindahl.com. And if you want to find out more about this groundbreaking announcement, you can follow Chris Lindahl on social media. Go follow him on Instagram. Follow him. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad.
2: You go low, I'll go high. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All up for grabs on the 1500 ESPN stream a player, a $15 iTunes gift card thanks to Luther Brookdale Toyota Shop or Mackey Shops. Head to 1500ASPN.com and click on the stream player to find out how you can win.
1: So many suggestions from our pecking order last hour coming in here. I'm going to float some of these at you. These are, these are bad guys that you found yourself rooting for. Uh-huh. Sports, fiction, whatever it is. Um, Jim emails MackeyandJet at 1500ASPN.com Johnny Lawrence of Cobra Kai. The bad guy from from Cobra Kai, I don't know. I don't think you rooted for him, though. It can't just be like memorable yeah, it's, it's, bad. It's guys. not good bad.
0: It's not good bad guys. Yeah. It's bad guys that you actually adopted and flipped the script on.
1: Now, I will agree with this if you've watched the new YouTube Red ten uh, episode series of, called Cobra Kai, where it goes you know, thirty years from when was that movie nineteen eighty four, and so it's like what thirty years later, and Danny LaRusso owns a car dealership. And Johnny Lawrence is kind of trying to figure out his life still at age 45 or 50. (laughs) And Johnny Lawrence is kind of a miserable character in the TV show, but he's likable and you root for him. So they've kind of flipped the script. You guys haven't seen that yet the I Cobra guy on
2: nope. YouTube Red? It's I've a, seen a little bit. It's, it's a tough life for Johnny Lawrence. It is. He was brainwashed as a kid by a nasty sensei. He was. And now he's kind of trying to
1: brainwash other kids and I've only gotten a couple episodes in but It sounds very pretty deep. good. Okay. It is. Um and then uh, other people are saying Walter White, uh Jason Bateman in Ozark? I haven't seen Ozark, so not I can't speak that's to that. It's very good, but yeah. And then uh, there's some sports ones here. Chad says John Rocker.
0: John no. Rocker? What? No, that'd be a no. <laughs> John Rocker. <laughs> let's see. Uh, incredibly like the least incredibly likeable, racist, <laughs> really bad human being. No, nope, not John Rocker. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna pass on that.
1: Yeah, that's. that's I mean, he was a good aggressive. bad guy, but no, I don't root for him. Uh, let's see here. Some people. Oh, the uh, people are saying the Bash Brothers. Chad says the Bash Brothers from Mighty Ducks Two. <laughs> But they weren't really bad guys. They were on the Mighty Ducks. They were just like the enforcers for the Mighty Ducks. So I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't say. Like, yeah, they were likable, but they weren't presented as villains. Yeah, I would agree with that. Judd's never seen the Mighty I've Ducks. I've never one. seen the Mighty Judd's Ducks. never seen anything that isn't Law and Order or sports. Or I mean, Slapshot. Gordon or Bombay slap
2: himself wasn't really a good guy, at least at the beginning of the Mighty Ducks. Dewey, right? You got the Dewey. He yeah. had kids. He was just kind of a surly individual. Yeah. Uh, up, yeah. Ryan and Mr. Duckworth.
1: What about the Heenan family or just Bobby Heenan as a wrestling manager? Yeah, that, I can get behind that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Ric Flair is another obvious one that people are. Ric Flair was such a great villain. You couldn't help but sort of stand up and be like, all right, yeah, this, this, <laughs> this is awesome." I hope he retains this the title. This is great. Uh, 651-646-8255. Greg, you're on the show. Boy, you just I thought you were going to mention the guy I was calling in on when he went to the wrestling. You guys have missed the obvious best bad guy to ever cheer for. Jesse Ventura. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that'd be a good one.
1: I mean, he gave I mean his interviews were classic in that. He had the stick, he could promo. He was he was fantastic. It was something new every week. Actually, absolute all timer. Greg, I'm glad you called in because I'm gonna put and I think this is where wrestling is more innovative than other sports. Other sports should do this. Jesse Ventura as a color commentator, and then later uh, later on Jerry the King Lawler and Bobby Heenan was the same. They had bad guy color commentators. Who actively rooted for the villainous wrestlers, and so Jesse Ventura was kind of the first of this kind in the 80s and early 90s. Gorilla Monsoon was the play-by-play guy, and he would call it straight down the middle, and he would have all the wrestling move names, and then Jesse Ventura would just complain about how the bad guy got screwed in the match. Mm-hmm. So if it was Hulk Hogan against, uh, you know, the Iron Cheek, or what's a, what's a real example? Hulk Hogan against Andre the Giant when Andre was bad at WrestleMania three. And Ventura would spend the whole match just talking about how the officials are siding with Hogan and how, so get upset like, look man. at that Hogan, that's a thumb to the eye, that's a thumb to the eye, right? Wouldn't it be awesome if you watched a baseball game and A-Rod was just actively rooting against one of the teams and all of he his might commentary? Start, who
2: knows? <laughs> like Joe Buck. <laughs> exactly. Like Joe Buck when the Vikings are on? Always against the Vikings. Mackey and Judd, yeah. You ever watch Joe Buck? There's a never-ending list when it comes to wrestling in this topic, though. Really feels like you could go on forever. They're great in, at it. Yeah, in, like, including Andy Kaufman.
0: Yeah. wrestling women, yeah. That's probably yeah.
2: true, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But there's something about the bad guy color commentator when you're watching Jerry the King Lawler in the in the Attitude Era. Yes. And he's telling you just how awesome when when Kane comes down and chokeslams somebody through a fiery casket. That is brilliant. And though. Jerry the King Lawler is going ah! <laughs>
2: Actively cheering yes. for Triple H against The Rock to like pull a sledgehammer out and end yes. someone's life.
1: It's completely yes, genius. hit him across the head. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you're watching the Twins game and all of a sudden Burp Lyle like fastball up and in, throw that ball right I'm at his temple. Put the media guy down. Right and I'm at his tell temple. Hold really
0: <laughs> me back. I'm putting the media guy down. I'm not reading stats. You gotta hit this guy right in the head. <laughs> Make him bleed out. If Make you... his family wish. Yeah. If he dies,
2: too bad. Well, he can keep the media guy. Just read good stats for the other team and bad stats for the Twins. That would
3: be hard.
1: Here's another one from the wrestling world. Jason tweets in, so these are bad guys that you find yourself rooting for. Paul Heyman, as a heel manager, (laughs) cuts some of the most, he's such a sleazy used car salesman, especially now that he's got the kind of the halo hair and he sweats and he represents Brock Lesnar and he just cuts these scathing five-minute promos that are condescending toward the audience, and it's so great. So we always, we got to get Judd into wrestling, man. It's been for a long spot. time. Yeah. Um, all right, a Mensa member has some ideas for how to fix baseball across multiple areas. We'll get to that in Jason Stark at 1130.
2: Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout.
1: Just have to make a little time to do it. On 1500 ESPN. Yeah.